brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Now, the greatest radio shows of all time. Suspense. The Shadow Node. Washington calling David Harding, counter-spy. Classic radio theater. The Great Gildersleeve. Fibber McGee and Molly. Dragnet. Gunsmoke. The Lone Ranger. Now, step back into a time machine with your host, Wyatt Cox. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. Sydney Green Street in the new adventures of Nero Wolf, going back 72 years to December 1st, 1950, in the case of the Brave Rabbit. And we thank you for tuning in on this sure happy it's Thursday, first day of December, brand new month, 335th day of the year, and we have just 30 days remaining until we get to 2023. Since no candidate received a majority of the total electoral college votes in the 1824 election, House of Representatives given the task to decide the winner, John Quincy Adams elected president on February 9, 1825. Although the exact date is unknown, the U.S. Patent Office uh, acknowledges December 1, 1885 as the first date Dr. Pepper was served. And in our home, that's a national holiday. Ford Motor Company introduced the first moving assembly line in 1913. Mayor of New York City, Fiorello LaGuardia, and the director of the Office of Civil Defense signed an order on this date in 1941, creating the Civil Air Patrol. In Montgomery, Alabama, on this date in 1955, Seamstress Rosa Parks refused to give her seat to a white man on the bus and was arrested for violating the city's racial segregation laws, an incident which led to the Montgomery bus boycott. At the time I was arrested, I only had intention of going home and taking care of whatever I had to do at home that evening. And I was very much uh, surprised to know that the people in the community were concerned enough to take the action they did by remaining off the bus buses for more than a year and when we finally returned to the buses we did not have any racial segregation by law. As she said she just wanted to go home but uh, she started something that uh, needed to be done. 1959, representatives of 12 countries including the U.S. signed a treaty in Washington setting aside Antarctica as a scientific preserve free from military activity. 
The first draft lottery in the U.S. held on this date in 1969 since World War II. The long-running soap opera The Edge of Night switched networks on this date in 1975 to ABC after 19 years on CBS. At the University of Utah on this date in 1982, Barney Clark became the first person to receive a permanent artificial heart. The Channel Tunnel sections started from the United Kingdom and France on this date in 1990, and they met 40 meters beneath the sea. Exxon announced a $73.7 billion deal to buy mobile oil in 1998, thus creating ExxonMobil at that time the largest company on the planet. Transworld Airlines flew its last flight on this date in 2001 after being bought by American Airlines. And uh, Tom Brokaw anchor, anchored his last broadcast of NBC Nightly News in 2004. Among those passing away on this date in history, R&B singer Lee Dorsey and his Yaya. Also, Robert Q. Lewis, a very delightful man. Uh, French jazz violinist Stephen Grappelli. Paul Benedict from the Jeffersons, and from F Troop, Mama's Family, and Mayberry RFD, Ken Berry. All those folks passing away on this date in history. Born on this date, singer Lou Rawls, who talks about the early days. We formed a little quartet out of the junior choir, myself and Sam Cooke, and uh, Purvis Staples, uh, Staple family. Because Mavis and Cleophus and the rest of them wasn't doing nothing. They were just doing nothing. You know, girls, they didn't do nothing. <laughs> so we, uh, and then, well, that, you know, then that meant we would go to different churches on Sundays, like Sunday afternoons after the morning service at our church. And we would go to other churches in the afternoon and they would give like concerts, you know. And, uh, we started getting popular with Sam, but then Sam was getting, boy, he got so popular, man, because he had a great voice, you know. And we got to be really big time, so then we were invited to go to Detroit to see L. Franklin's church, you know, Rita was playing for the choir. You know, that was far, that's when we first met her. Oh, that had to be a time. Lou Rawls, born on this date in history, along with Madame Tussaud, Marie Tussaud, the wax sculptor. Uh, also, actor-singer Mary Martin, singer Billy Paul, the man who did the uh, drummer, Let There Be Drums, Sandy Nelson, who passed away earlier this year at the age of 83, and Richard Pryor, all those folks born on this date. Oh, happy birthday number 87 to Woody Allen. I shot a moose once. I was hunting upstate New York, and I shot a moose, and I strap him onto the fender of my car. And I'm driving home along the West Side Highway. But what I didn't realize was that the bullet did not penetrate the moose. It just creased the scalp, knocking him unconscious. And I'm driving through the Holland Tunnel. And the moose woke up. So I'm driving with a live moose on my fender. And the moose is signaling for a turn, you know. And there's a law in New York State against driving with a conscious moose on your fender. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Some very funny stand-up from Woody Allen, who turns 87 today. Uh, Bette Midler turns 77, and she talks about the days when she was growing up. Our family was the only white family in our neighborhood. 
and we were in a we were you know sort of ostracized for a long time and uh my mom didn't get along particularly with with uh, our neighbors you know and uh so i had to i had to become acceptable i had to be funny and i had i had to be not too smart so nobody felt threatened and um mostly i had to be entertaining and stay out of the 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 way of the bullies you know and so i developed this these sort of these shells these masks these um little other 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 personalities to hide behind so that i wouldn't get the crap beaten out of me you know and so that i could survive Bette Midler, 77th day. Gilbert O'Sullivan, still alone again naturally at 76. Uh, Philip DeFranco, the YouTube host, is 37. From Divergent, Zoe Kravitz is 34. And Steve Irwin's son, Robert Irwin, is 19. Those some of the people celebrating the first day of December's birthday. If this is your birthday... Hi, we're the four freshmen, and we just want to say... Happy birthday to you! From 72 years ago, December 1st, 1950, The New Adventures of Nero Wolf. That's up next on this Thursday, Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox on your favorite station. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Back that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Thanks for tuning in to Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox on your favorite station on this Thursday. Now, from 72 years ago, December 1st, 1950, Sydney Green Street as Nero Wolf in the new adventures of Nero Wolf. Ladies and gentlemen, that phone bell means adventure. Hello? Hello? The young man answering the phone is Archie Goodwin. Oh. The mountain of a man engaged in deep thought in the oversized armchair is Nero Wolf. Mr. Wolf, we've got a case. I'm not sure whether somebody's going to kill a rabbit or a rabbit is going to kill somebody, but either way, it's going to be murder. Please, Mr. Wolf, even orchids have to eat. Yes, sir, Mr. Wolf will take the case. As a matter of fact, he's working on it right now. Money, work. Greatest detective in the world. Only trouble is, he is.
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Archie is right. Nero Wolf is the greatest detective in the world, and the fattest, and the least energetic. Nero Wolf, created by Rex Stout, and brought to you over this NBC network in a new series of adventures by Mr. Sidney Greenstreet. Tonight, it's the case Nero Wolf likes to remember as the case of the friendly rabbit. He sometimes prefers his proverb scrapbook. It began in lots of places. Let's take a look at a few of them. In particular, the richly appointed library of a man named Veek. Mr. Veek, what's happening? Relax, Haynes, your blood pressure. I thought it was a gag, but you really are shutting the club down. I'm shutting it down. Why? I got the joint roller the suckers are pouring in. And next week, the governor's committee. Huh? It's moving out of Baylor County. Our joint enterprise is in Baylor County. I think the club needs a rest. Crime committees so rarely admire gambling. Oh, that's different. So it is. The club needs a rest. You need a vacation. Florida, perhaps? I don't like Florida. Pick any place you like, just so long as you get out of reach of a subpoena. The heat's on, huh, boss? You've just coined a phrase that may very well catch on. Get out and stay out of the state until I send for you. Okay, Mr. V. Sure, Mr. V. Marshal? Yeah? That about covers us in Baylor, am I right? You're right. The dear governor's dear committee will be sorely disappointed. However, I doubt it'll give up quite so soon. I wouldn't think so. Therefore, have the truck driver deliver another shipment of carrots to the rabbit farm. Eh, Marshal? Okay, boss. Come in, Williams. Good afternoon, Governor. Good afternoon. Williams, I'm disturbed. The crime committee, sir? It was doing well, very well. And then... I know, sir. There's a leak. Someone is passing on confidential information. Who? That's the problem. Who? Started three weeks ago. A three-man committee, Wilson, McCarthy, Tolliver. One of them, Williams? I'd stake my life, sir, no. Then who? You've forgotten Collier, committee secretary. You have reason to suspect him? No, nothing that means anything. Except... You do suspect him. He's been watched, telephone calls checked, mail. I have no reason to suspect him. Except that one thing bothers me. What's that? He has a small farm in Greendale County. He rarely went near the place in all the time he's been up here at the Capitol. But that suddenly changed. Three weeks ago? Yes, sir. He's been staying at the farm for three weeks. Is there anything unusual about that farm? Nothing unusual. Except Jimmy Collier has gone in for raising rabbits. Jimmy. Who is it? Oh, hello, Claire. You've been hiding from me. I've been out here with the rabbits. Jimmy, what's wrong? With what? You. There's nothing. You're lying. We grew up together, remember? We lived next to each other, Jimmy. We were going to be married. Hey, wait a minute. We still are, last I heard. You haven't heard recently enough. What does that mean? It means we're not getting married. But Clara... You've been avoiding me. And you've been getting money, lots of money, from someplace. And in a shady way, I feel. All right, you know. So what? I've been concerned about your sudden devotion to these... These rabbits... And the kind of men you've been seeing. What do you mean? Like the one up at the house now, waiting for you. Oh, there's somebody waiting? That's why I came down here after you. I'd better get up there. He's a crook, Jimmy. Look, I... All right. I sort of got myself in a mess. I needed money and... But it's over, Claire. No more. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. I wish I could believe you. For your own sake. But I feel I can't. Not anymore. Okay. Yes, Mr. Wolf. Either stop breathing so heavily or... Take the evening off? Stop breathing. 
Old Dr. Tidmouse wouldn't approve of that. Who in blue and assorted blazes is old Dr. Tidmouse? My family doctor. May have escaped your puny mind, but you don't have a family. Answer the phone. Oh, but it might be a case. It might be very important. It might mean work, Mr. Wolf. Archie. W-O-R-K. You've got millions in the bank. Why worry? Confound you. Do you want me to answer that phone myself? Now you've got me. No, Mr. Wolf. Couldn't let you knock yourself out lifting a telephone receiver. Nero Wolf's office. Archie Goodwin speaking. What? What? Wait, Mr. Wolf is to go up to Greendale at... Oh, now look, friend. Mr. Wolf does not go anywhere, and that includes Greendale. He wouldn't stir out of the house for anybody short of the... Uh, what? I see. Yes, sir, in an hour. Goodbye. Mr. Wolf, brace yourself. You've got an appointment with a Mr. Williams at the Starlight Hotel in Greendale for one hour from now. You're insane. No, I'll admit I've been tempted. Fury, were it not for the fact that often the native view of resolution is sickly door with a pale cast of thought... Quoting Hamlet will get you no place. I would fire. And then who would drive you to the Starlight Hotel in Greendale? I'm not going to Greendale. Nevertheless, in an hour you will be there. And who, may I inquire, Cecil? The governor of the state. Is that all, Mr. Williams? That, Mr. Wolfe, is all anyone knows about the situation. Except the guilty man, of course. An admirably clear summary, Mr. Williams. Obviously, our meeting here at the hotel was necessary. I couldn't be seen entering your house, nor would it have been advisable for you to visit the governor. I can appreciate that. You're quite sure I need pay no attention to anyone on the committee except James Collier? Quite sure. Police surveillance of Collier is deemed unwise. He has suddenly taken interest in rabbits, but although keeping them may perhaps be considered suspicious, it is hardly in itself of value. You have no other evidence against Collier? I know we're clutching at straws, Mr. Wolf, but there is a leak and work is being nullified. Something must be done. Hence the governor's call for you. Very well, sir. I shall uh, attempt to be more than uh, a man clutching at a straw. <laughs> I said attempt. Archie, unpack. We shall stay at Greendale near Collier and his rabbits. Mr. Wolf? Mr. Wolf? Oh, naturally, I know that shutting your eyes and pushing your lips in and out indicates you're thinking feverishly, but there's nothing for you to think about. Three. Oh, I accept your correction. What are you thinking about? Hotel babes, they're notoriously flimsy. Oh, you gave up on the case so soon. Fiddlesticks. I already know exactly what role the rabbits play in our problem. Therefore... We're going to drive out to Collier's farm? You are. While you test the hotel beds, fine. It'll be necessary for you to spend the night at Collier's place. You'll drive out there and pretend you've lost a cylinder or something. <laughs> oh, a lost cylinder. Oh, fine. Confound you, Archie. You can invent something plausible as a pretext. And if you are properly charming, Mr. Collier will, I hope, invite you to stay the night. And during the night, I sleep, hmm? Happily breathing the fresh country air. <laughs> Trust not. <laughs> okay, Mr. Wolf, I accept the assignment. I will learn all I can from Mr. Collier's rabbits. Incidentally, remember the play Harvey? I do, why? Harvey was an invisible rabbit, a figment of a man's imagination. I hope this rabbit venture is more tangible, Mr. Wolf. It is, Mr. Goodwin. Will you desist and depart? Okay, okay. Oh, uh... If anyone calls, just say I've gone out to Greendale to cross-examine a rabbit. Hmm? Archie, I think you're going to be quite surprised. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
running out of gas and me such a big boy. Hmm. Ah. <gasps> Hello. Uh, Hello? That tree a friend of yours? The, the tree? Yeah, the one you're clutching. Oh, I, I was leaning against it. It's an idea, but not a good one. Trees are notoriously skittish. The instant you really need one, they're out sowing wild oaks or something. You sound as if you know a lot about trees. Oh, I do. I was brought up in one. Look, now, if you really have to lean, I can recommend... No, thanks. Huh? I tried. Nice moonlight we're having. My name is Goodwin, and blondes call me Archie. I'm not blonde. Brunettes call me Archie, too. And what do redheads call you? Oh, we'll just skip that, huh? And your name is... Claire. Claire. I approve. Now, you may not believe this, but I have just run out of gas. You think I might wangle some up at your house? My house? You mean Jimmy's house. All right, I mean Jimmy's house. Well, I I don't know. He might have some. Now, why don't we go up to the house and ask him? Well, all right. Mm -hmm. Jimmy who? Collier. Uh Uh-huh. I like to be formal when I'm borrowing gas. Would you mind waving your left hand in front of my nose? Waving, Mike? Yes, just try it. Don't worry. I won't bite it. All right. I did. And very gracefully, too. No ring on the third finger. You're not Mrs. Collier. There isn't any Mrs. Collier. Are you applying for the position? Mr. Goodwin, I... Now, remember what I confided in you about brunettes. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Archie, you're a little rapid. Maybe. But I always remember what old Dr. Tidmouse said. What did he say? Gather your rosebuds while you may. Old time is still a-flying. Robert Herrick wrote that. He did? Dr. Tidmouse is a liar. How much farther is this house? Well, it's just beyond those trees. I... What? Uh... Oh, there was something ran across the path. It brushed my legs. Frightened me so. Must have been a rabbit. I... I guess it was. I'm sorry. That was silly of me. Oh. Don't worry about it. Also, you will have noticed how much more satisfactory I am than a tree. We're clutching at it moments of stress, I mean. Archie. Mm-hmm. But you better let go now. What I... And we'll get on to the house. See, I don't need a haircut, and you're not the right type for Delilah anyway. You mean something by that. Something nasty. Well, that depends. What I meant is you've already signaled whoever you're supposed to signal. Nothing frightened you back there. Why? That scream had a lot of carrying power. Oh, that's the house, huh? Looks peaceful enough. Archie, I... Who were you supposed to warn if anyone came up the path to the house? For no one. Something did frighten Honey, me. Honey, I've I... been lied to by experts, and you're not one. 72 years ago today, December 1st, 1950, The New Adventures of Nero Wolf, here on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. The news from 72 years ago follows these messages from your favorite station. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Thank you for tuning in to Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. We're listening to an episode of The New Adventures of Nero Wolf starring Sidney Greenstreet, as it was originally broadcast on Friday, December 1st, 1950. In the newspapers of that Friday, 72 years ago, these were some of the headlines. President Truman and Prime Minister Clement Attlee of Britain will meet in Washington soon, probably the weekend, to discuss the Korean crisis in an emergency conference suddenly requested by Attlee. A White House announcement said Attlee wants to talk about the Korean and other problems. Presumably, they will include the question of which much has been heard in Britain recently, whether there is any chance of negotiating with Russia to settle crucial world issues and ease widespread fears of a great new war. A Soviet veto yesterday killed a six-power demand in the Security Council for the Chinese Communist troops to withdraw from the Korean battle. The Western powers are expected to press for quick U.N. action against the Chinese Reds in the veto-free General Assembly under U.S. Secretary of State Dean Acheson's anti-aggression plan. U.S. sources said the Assembly probably would be asked to act on Monday. Any drastic American steps against communist China which would risk war with Russia, such as bombing Manchuria or using the atomic bomb, seems likely to win little European support. This conclusion obvious from the reaction in the press, on the street, and in government quarters to the news from Korea. The plain fact is that Western Europeans are scared, and with reason. President Truman said yesterday the U.S. will fight on in Korea with every means at its disposal, including the atom bomb if necessary, to keep red aggression from spreading to American shores. With the exasperated air of a man near the limit of his patience, Truman said this country has made every possible effort to head off a third world war. Meanwhile, the nation's lawmakers split yesterday on President Truman's statement that if necessary, the U.S. would use the atomic bomb against red Chinese hordes in Korea. In general, there appears to be cautious and qualified approval, but some voices were raised in dissent. Steel and wage prices went up yesterday. The big CIO United Steelworkers accepted an average 16 cent an hour pay increase for its 259,000 members working for the United States Steel Corporation and the Bethlehem Steel Corporation. Those are the two biggest steel producers in the nation. Big Steel immediately boosted prices about 5.5%. The company said that would just about cover the $125 million annual increase in employment costs. Jersey City, New Hampshire Police Emergency Squad, which thought it had everything, got this assignment. Release dog caught in washing machine. Squad hurried to the home of Mrs. Carolyn Reynolds. There they found a pet Pekingese had been released by her husband Joseph 
it seemed the dog's tail caught in the motor. Mrs. Reynolds said the dog's all right now, but his tail is drooping a bit. After 46 years of marriage, Will Brown of Springfield, Illinois, father of seven grown children, filed suit for divorce. He charged his wife, hit him on the knee with a hammer, and committed other acts. And in Columbia, South Carolina, Barber Lisco Ward clipped the customer's hair and then was clipped himself. The man, without paying for his trimming, knocked Lisco down and robbed him of $78.50. And though some of the day's top news stories is reported in the newspapers of Friday, December 1st, 1950, on your radio, The New Adventures of Nero Wolf. We'll hear the conclusion following these important messages. You're listening to Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox on a Thursday on your favorite station. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We'll wrap up this week of Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox with an episode of Calling All Cars, the West Coast program for Rio Grande Gasoline. From 84 years ago, December 2nd, 1938, the blind man's bluff. A robbery has taken place, but as usual, thieves fall out. That'll be coming up on tomorrow's Classic Radio Theater and anytime at ClassicRadio.stream. But now the conclusion of The New Adventures of Nero Wolf, starring Sidney Greenstreet from 72 years ago, December 1st, 1950. Oh, think I ought to knock? No, we don't think I ought to knock. Dark inside, except for a handful of moonlight filtering in through the windows. Kind of early for Carly to turn in, isn't it? I wouldn't know. Let's go find out. <gasps> now relax, relax. Grandpa's making with the chimes. Time is... Yeah, ten o'clock. Oh. It's getting late. Come on. This would be the living room. Filled with early American furniture. The early Americans would be pleased. Nothing here. What's that door lead to? I... I don't know. Or won't tell? Uh, smaller room. Darkest. 
Come in. Good to be a... Oh, you're not the bellboy. I'm sorry. I should have remembered to bring some beer. Indeed, and you are? I'm a fellow guest at this hotel, Mr. Wolf. My name is Veek. Veek, ah, yes. A criminal of moderate intelligence, any moderate pretensions. We won't quarrel, Mr. Wolf. I have something to offer you. You and your boy Goodwin didn't drive up to Greendale for the exercise. I dislike exercise. Shorten's life. James Collier lives nearby. The governor's committee on crime is unhappy. There's been a leakage of information. It hasn't helped them in their work. But it has helped you. You wouldn't have left your house in New York on any ordinary job. A request from the governor, however. Shall we stop fencing? Hmm. I don't have to fence with you. The committee's work doesn't particularly bother me. I've already made my arrangements for retiring from active business, shall I say. However, I don't want you messing around in the meantime. Indeed. In your effort to discover how the committee's information leaked out, you might also discover a number of things about me that I prefer to remain undiscovered. No one has employed me to do anything about you, sir? Not directly, but indirectly you might have to. I want to insure myself against any such possibility. I want to make a deal with you. I'm ready to supply you with the name of the man responsible for the leak and papers proving his guilt. I have them here. In return for which you expect... A quick conclusion to your activities and your return to New York, leaving my name out of your reports. I'm neither a public official nor a philanthropist. I should do nothing about you unless it becomes necessary. You may remove your hand from your pocket. You wouldn't dare shoot me. Now then, the name of the man. James Collier. Proof of his guilt? These... A series of reports on the committee's meetings in Collier's handwriting. Thank you. Good night, sir. Good night. And I hope for your sake that we do not meet again. Phew. Archie, answer the... Oh. Hello? Mr. Wolf? Yes, Archie? I'm at the Collier place. Since it takes only ten minutes to get there, may I congratulate you on your speed? I've been at the Collier place for nearly an hour. Doing what? Oh, meeting Claire for one thing, discussing rosebuds. Your delay has been explained. Good night. And for another, I was being around when someone got murdered. Ah, you laid hands on the murderer? No, the room was dark. By the time I got Claire untangled from me and started looking for somebody with a gun, he'd left. I see. And the dead man, of course, is James Collier. No, sorry. Found it, it had to be. Who was he? Total stranger. Archie. I'm not being difficult. There was no identification on him. Strange. A description. Early 30s, height maybe 5'10", weight around 175 pounds. Blonde hair, blue eyes, a very natty dresser. Suit custom tailored with a built-in shoulder holster. Don Juan shirts. Manicured but very dirty fingernails. And he... Uh-oh. Company. The police? Mm-hmm. Very well, you tell them whatever you think proper, without mentioning the governor's committee, of course. You'll then bid them farewell and come to the hotel. Can't I say goodbye to Claire, too? You cannot. Confound you, Archie. Do you think I want to wait up all night? Police were not happy about letting me go, but I threatened to tell you on them, so they gave up. You have told me the entire story of what occurred at the Collier Farm, Archie? Mm Mm-hmm. All details. If you like, I wouldn't mind repeating the parts about Claire. Phooey. You may call it phooey, I call it love. By the way, did you know that it was Robert Herrick who wrote that... Confound you, be quiet. Okay, push your lips around, but you've missed something. I have? Mm-hmm. The burning question of the day. Good night, brother. Which is? Where is James Collier? Ah! Stop buying. The cops want him on suspicion of murder. 
The way it shapes up, he shot our unknown pal and then headed for the nearest border. Nonsense. You mean he didn't shoot our unknown pal? I mean, Collier's whereabouts are not a mystery. You know where he is? I know where he is. I don't believe it. You couldn't know. You haven't been out of the hotel. You haven't had any calls. Archie, I use my intelligence. If you had used yours instead of holding the girl... I still wouldn't know where Collier is. Never mind. I'm impressed. What do I do now? You get Mr. Veek on the phone. Huh? He's staying here at the hotel. Oh, old home week. Operator. Mr. Veek, please. Hello? Hello, Mr. Veek? Who is this? Mr. Wolf wants to speak with you. Just a second. Here you are, sir. Thank you. Mr. V, where were you at 10 o'clock? Why, on my way to the hotel. You checked in at... 10.15, 10. then came directly to your room. One other question. You have an employee, a man in his early 30s, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and well-dressed. Am I correct? Yes, that is Marshall. No, that was Marshall. Good night, sir. Having done that, whatever it meant, we now go to sleep? Sure, we go to the Collier Farm. Okay, but why? Because, Archie, uh, <laughs> the time has come to cross-examine the rabbits. <laughs> Confound you, Archie. You're not driving a truck. Be careful. Truck drivers are careful. Also, they're courteous. Indeed. Furthermore, they will always stop to help a motorist in time of trouble. Archie, are you training to become a truck driver, or have you fallen in love with a truck driver's daughter? Her name is Susie, her hair the color of wheat fields at high noon. Never mind turning purple, I'm about to change the subject. Boss, I have a theory. Stick to truck drivers. As follows. Our boy Collier, who had been selling information to Veek, had a change of heart and decided to turn ethical. But Veek's man, Marshall, at Veek's orders, tried to apply pressure, so Collier shot him and headed for Canada. Ah, and the girl's robe. Must have brightened my life. Ah. Oh, you mean about her playing sentry? Well, she's in Veek's employ, too. Sorry. Don't like my theory. It's charming. It merely happens to be wrong. Merely happens to be... Why is it wrong? Because Archie of a dead man's dirty fingernails. Marshall's fingernails. Oh. Well, you made me bring you to the rabbit hutches. We have arrived. There are the rabbits. Go ahead, cross-examine them. Hmm, good many hutches. A large pen for the rabbits to run about in. Notice that they're all cowering at the far end of the pen, ran as we entered. That's because they don't like us, maybe, huh? <laughs> one of them, however, seems to be friendly. The one up here, in, at the corner opposite us. Oh, yeah, there is one here. He's not friendly, Mr. Wolf. Indeed? He's dead. Somebody stole in his skull. Interesting. What's interesting about a dead rabbit? He may be dead now, Archie, but he was friendly. Too friendly. Claire, this is Mr. Wolf. Mr. Wolf, this is Claire. Claire, I'm Archie. Ah, a chair, Archie. A chair. Try this one. Be gentle with it. If you break it, all the early Americans will hate you. It was her. Uh... Steady. No. Oh. Ah. Oh, now then. Mr. Wolf, I'm dreadfully tired. The police have... Are idiots. What? For example, do they know that you were posted as sentry outside this house in order to warn James Collier of any intrusion? Well, they don't... I wasn't. I... Do they know that James Collier and the dead man Marshall were quarreling? No. Do they know that James Collier had armed himself in preparation for this meeting with the gunman? That isn't true. It I... is true. I don't have to say anything. You've already said more than enough with your actions, my dear. What do you mean? 
According to Archie's report, and Archie is always meticulously accurate, when you and he opened the door of the room in which the murder took place, you screamed at the shots. Well, of course. Any girl would scream with... Then you clung to Archie with sufficient force and for sufficient length of time to prevent him from chasing the murderer. Why? I... Because you had seen and recognized the murderer as the man you loved. It was too dark to see anything. True. Therefore, you didn't have to see the man. You thought you already knew who the killer had to be. That's a lie. You're shielding James Collier, aren't you? I'll never admit any of it. Never. May not be necessary. Archie. Yes, Mr. Wolf. Get hold of that policeman outside and remember what happened to one particular rabbit. Well, uh, look around for freshly dug earth. Midnight. What? What are we waiting for? A return? Archie's? No, it'll take him longer. Well, then whose? <gasps> Mr. Veeks, of course, complete with the revolver. Come in, Mr. Veeks. It couldn't have been easier. No one outside, only the two of you here. I warned you, Wolf. Fiddlesticks, you merely tried to use me as a prop for an alibi and a rationalization for a motive. I don't understand Mr. That... Wolf does. Indeed I do. Did you really think me fool enough to believe your proposal, Mr. Veek? It was plausible. It was nonsense. You pretended you were handling James Collier, plus the proofs of his guilt, over to me in an effort to keep yourself out of the picture. But your proposition was silly. No matter how much I might have wanted to help you, I would have been powerless once James Collier went before a jury. You are too intelligent not to know that. That couldn't have given you enough to go on. It didn't. You yourself gave me more. I did. When you came to my room, you told me you knew Mr. Goodwin and I had come to Greendale, checked in at the hotel. I did. However, when I phoned you later and asked for an account of your movements between 10 and 10.30, you replied that you had driven to the hotel, signed in, and came directly to my room. Obviously, you already knew of my presence in the hotel. How? I, uh... Only one way you could have known. You had seen Archie at some time prior to the time you checked into the hotel. And the only place where Archie was... Was here. At the farm. Yes, which told me Mr. Veek had been here at the time of Marshall's death. What was Veek doing here? Only one thing. Murder. Then he killed the gunman. No other possibility. But, Jimmy, I thought he did it. James Collier couldn't have killed Marshall because at the time he was killed, James Collier was already... Already dead. Archie! What's this? Leave it, Collier. Let's play. Undrop that gun first. My arm! That's nice and cooperative, so... He'll be quiet for a while. The cop is back in the rabbit pen, Mr. Wolf, guarding Collier's grave. Grave, Archie? Yeah. With James Collier in it. Oh, poor Jimmy. Veek knew the expose was coming. He had to shut Collier up. So he had his gunman, Marshall, kill Collier and bury him in the rabbit run back of the hutches. You spotted that, boss, because of... You did, rabbit. The others scurried away from the man who bore James Collier's body to that lonely spot. But one rabbit overcame his fear. He was too friendly. And got killed for it. There was that and... And the dirty fingernails of Marshall, the gunman who killed and buried James Collier. Your description indicated extreme neatness. The dirty fingernails were a wrong note. Yeah, indicated he'd been digging. So we know now, don't we? Vic killed his own trigger man to frame a dead man for it. Collier would be thought guilty. He'd be hunted among the living. And all the while... Oh, I'm... I'm sorry, Claire. It's all right, Archie. I didn't love Jimmy. That was all washed up. Mr. Wolf, I understand everything except 
Why did Jimmy suddenly start staying at the farm with the rabbits? He knew he'd be watched. He couldn't risk conveying his information by telephone or the mails. Nor could he be seen holding conversation with men who might be traced to Veek. But who would suspect a truck driver delivering carrots for the rabbits as being the go-between for Jimmy Collier and Veek? Nero Wolf. Which is why I hope there's an adequate bed in this house for Mr. Wolf. Well, I'm sure I'll be able to find one. Splendid, Archie. You will have the police remove Mr. Veek and then... And then maybe Claire would like to, uh... Go gathering rosebuds, huh? By moonlight? I would like to. Sure. I shall go up to bed now. I've seen the moonlight more times than I care to remember. However, while you and Miss Claire stroll through the moonlight, Archie... Yeah? You might remember that rosebuds have thorns. <laughs> You have been listening to The New Adventures of Nero Wolf, starring Sidney Greenstreet. Tonight's transcribed story was based on the characters created by Rex Stout. This is an Edwin Fadiman program, produced and directed by J. Donald Wilson. In the cast were Larry Dobkin as Archie Goodwin and Martha Shaw, Hal Gerard, Herb Butterfield, Howard McNear, and Bill Johnstone. Next week at this same time, Nero Wolf and Archie will bring you The Case of the Impolite Corpse. Don Stanley speaking. From December 1st, 1950, The New Adventures of Nero Wolf on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Visit my friend Ted at radiomemories.com. He supplies programs on cassette, CD, or flash drive for your computer. Contact him at radiomemories.com. A reminder that our webpage is classicradio.stream. There you can stream our shows on demand. You can learn about building a classic radio collection of your own. You can find places, a list of places where our shows can be downloaded by a podcast. You can follow our social media links through there. And you can contact me. And even better, you can buy me a coffee. No, I don't drink coffee. That buy me a coffee money goes helping us uh, acquire additional classic radio theater collections and also allows us to keep our distribution links open. That's at ClassicRadio.Stream. ClassicRadio.Stream. Thanks for joining us. Tell all your friends the great radio shows are right here at this spot on the dial. Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox on your favorite radio station. <laughs>